This is episode number two with Emrit Sandhu. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website mindsethorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. Today's guest is Amrit Sandhu. Amrit is an international speaker, podcaster, and the founder of the Inspired Evolution, a movement dedicated to personal growth and purposeful living. Amrit is inspired to help people evolve into living the life they love. The Inspired Evolution facilitates inspired and profound ways of being, living, and thinking through meditation and education. Amrit truly believes that the inspired people are the key to the current global evolution. He is the founder of the Mandela Moments Movement in Australia, a gathering which brings together community passionate about growth and wellness. These regular events are specifically geared towards igniting conscious thought and elevating levels of consciousness to push humanity and the planet forward. As a civil and structural engineer, working in project management for well-respected global companies, Amrit noticed the lack of nature in the built environment. He developed a passion for the use of green spaces to holistically enhance societal and environmental health and wellness. This led him to undertake a PhD dedicated to promoting the adoption of vertical gardens on high-rise buildings in global cities. Grateful for having experienced the profound benefits of meditation, he became inspired to share mindfulness and well-being in corporate environments where it's most needed. Amrit now tailors a diverse range of meditation, mindfulness and excellence in leadership offerings for corporations, construction sites and high-performing individuals. Amrit is always happy when he can help people experience the clarity, creativity and productivity that comes from stillness, meditation and growth. So guys, please help me in welcoming the host of the legendary Inspired Evolution podcast himself, Amrit Sandhu. Hi Amrit and welcome to the show. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to be here, bro. Thank you so much for having me here today, Tibor. A real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, man. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show. And so we had the chance to to meet in person that was legendary during Mind Valley University, Pula Croatia 2019. And you actually had a workshop on podcasting and I was part of that workshop and that was a great workshop and inspired me to start my own podcast, which I'm doing right now. And all those inspiring people who were starting out, it was such an amazing experience. And thank you so much uh, for doing that again. And so... 
For those people who don't know anything about you, would you just tell a little bit more about your background and life journey before Inspired Evolution? Of course, I um as I'm listening to you, I'm just like, okay, this sounds a bit like a caveat. <laughs> I hope the podcasting is going really well <laughs> because Amrit's to blame. <laughs> But um no, it was an absolute pleasure. Podcasting has completely changed my life. So it's just such an honor and a blessing to be able to share that with other people. Obviously, it's not the core of what I do, and I think that's probably what your question is leading to. Um yeah. Inspired Evolution does a whole bunch of other things, but podcasting helped me basically uh Uh, share my message, find my voice and spread it around the world. And, uh, you know, it's really inspirational, the space that it holds for me and just being able to share that on with such amazing individuals such as yourself, you know, with the passions you have behind Mindset Horizon and stuff. It was, you know, just to be mm-hmm. able to be of service to such amazing things is is completely humbling. Service is my whole ethos in life, but it wasn't always the case. So prior to the Inspired Evolution, um, you know, in terms of asking like, what the journey was um let's let's just go directly to prior to the inspired evolution because i think there's you know there's many different episodes in life um but just directly before the inspired evolution i was working in construction um for about seven years and working for a multinational uh company that was basically yeah as an engineer i was just managing um uh, part of a team that was managing high-rise projects and we're basically just building uh high-rise towers uh, in and around the city and it was uh you know initially as an engineer it was it was a good it was great experience um and you know obviously you learn a lot um but fundamentally i guess there was a lot to it that didn't really um speak to my soul um and if i'm completely transparent which you know is always a mission of mine to be so um knowing what i knew about let's just say the movie the matrix right touch wood that's probably the easiest way to describe this yeah. um you know there's like after a while you start seeing like they have this uh this example where they actually start harvesting humans for energy right it's really interesting that the machines are doing that and um i've got some friends which are really hardcore and they're like the matrix is not a movie it's a documentary like i'm not you know in that sort of space like i'm not like hardcore like conspiracy but i kind of started feeling this way you know i felt like the 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 corporate machine was a machine and you know i was just a human being and the reason i felt that way because you know in corporate construction um it's different in different parts of the world but it started at 6 a.m and it finished at 6 p.m and that was the expectation wow. monday to saturday yeah so you had sunday to basically reconstitute your life and for me that looked like cool meals the rest of the week you know and just getting myself together to do it all over again so um it was intense you know and um and you know people often say you know that must have been pretty traumatic and um on some level mm-hmm. on every level to be honest i'm just really grateful for it um because you know you can always play the victim card that's always the easiest card to play in any situation but i'm really grateful for it and you know i often share this from stage as well you know speaking all around the world that you know i'm grateful for that experience because in seven years working those amazingly demanding and taxing hours i managed to have my midlife crisis which i was meant to have at 40 45 at 30 not because of any grand not because i was any special it was just that i put in all those hours by 30 before i put them in by 40 you know so it's just the math maybe i just think like an engineer but um but yeah you know so that was kind of i got to that point where 
you know, a few things happened in and around work. Initially, I felt really good because I was building um, homes for uh, for people, you know, these high-rise towers, a lot of these mm-hmm. apartment buildings, and I could actively see the people that were living in these uh, apartment buildings. A lot of them are immigrants, you know, they come from uh, different uh, different countries. And, you know, my parents migrated to Australia, you know, 35, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. and I can see their story, you know, and I'm like thinking about their kids yeah. and what they're – so I, can, I found some uh, tether of meaning. Um, but over time that started to fade when I started to realize actually a lot of these homes are just, uh, they're not even homes. These apartments are just investment assets for, you know, people that already have plenty of, um, plenty of finance saved up. And, you know, it was just, it started losing, um, the bit of meaning that I had for it. And so in and around that, um, I basically, uh, came to a point in my life where, my girlfriend actually, um, you know, we're obviously, we've been together for a long time. She's my fiance now and we're soon to be married in uh, January. Wow. And uh, yeah, thank you. So uh, she went traveling for 12 months. She was having a, a similar sort of rub, I guess. Um, and energetically, when you're a partnership and a relationship, there's always that quantum connection two people share when they're so deeply, um, you know, involved. And so, or in love, I should just say love. I don't know why I've <laughs> avoided saying in love, <laughs> but yeah, in love. And, um, and so she went traveling around the world looking for purpose um and you know just Mm -hmm. like there's more to life and she's a dentist and she was like there's more to life than filling holes in people's teeth and I was like yeah I totally agree you know and everyone was like no you've got an amazing opportunity but I was the one that was like no go like if you need to like go find something go travel travel has always been the biggest thing you know like uh, I've been to 58 countries now and it is like long before there was personal development in my life traveling when you go to a new environment a new country a new space a new culture you learn something about yourself you learn something about the people your mind expands and broadens your horizons yeah it's it's everything to me so obviously I was going to advocate it for her but she went on this journey and um, I'm at home and I remember clearly sitting on my couch this moment uh, sorry on my on my dining table and I'm watching this Tony Robbins video and I have this moment, which is like, I have an aha moment. And she's normally like, she's my best friend. She's, you know, my partner in everything in life, you know? So I turn around and I look to her to share my aha moment. And she's normally like the couch is her zone. The dining table area is my zone. You know, it's just how we are in the house. And I turn to the couch and she's not there. And I was like, oh no. I have to keep this aha to myself. And I was just like, and it didn't feel right. Like I'm an extrovert. So energy pours out, you know, energy doesn't pour in, it pours out. So I was like, oh no, what do I do with this? And then I had this other realization directly after, which was actually, I certainly cannot be alone in experiencing this. Surely there are other people that feel this way. Like only for now, like having been in a relationship for six years, have I been alone in my house to feel loneliness and surely other people feel alone in their moments and their growth and this sort of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I give myself and I just set this as a thing. And I was like, I give myself three hours to set up a Facebook group, inviting people over to my house to Mm -hmm. like watch a Ted talk or watch a movie, like watch something together or, you know, whatever as a little get together. And there was a few things that were ruminating for me at the time, which was like, I'm the average of the five people I spend my time with is like a common personal development mantra and (laughs) serves many people to a certain degree, you know? And for me at that time, it was very present. So I invited like in this Facebook group, I jumped online and I created a group and I invited basically in my circle of friends and community and the people that I knew, I invited, I think 25 people And all of these people were people that would elevate my level of consciousness is kind of the way I would describe it, right? These were people that I found Mm -hmm. inspiring. Like they, I knew they would teach me something, right? 
Um, and I sent out the invite and said, look, every alternate Friday, this is my, my main mission. Um, I thought about doing it weekly and I was like, that's a bit much. <laughs> and I was like, monthly is a bit too sparse. So every fortnight come around on a Friday night, I always wanted to do Friday drinks and, um, a few things conspired. I, I get like, I stopped drinking alcohol, you know, around the same mm-hmm. time. So I was still an extrovert, yeah. wanted to hang out. So I was like, you know, instead of Friday night drinks, come over. And we'll shoot the shit on philosophy is basically the best way to describe it. You know, it's like, come over, we'll talk personal development philosophy. And if we run out, if we don't have anything to talk about, I'll put on a TED talk, we'll watch that and we'll hang out. And uh, I decided I'll brew chai. You know, I just thought, you know, chai could be something cool. So the premise was chai chats and community and people could come over and we could like discuss things around this. And the first one, there was two people that showed up, both of them amazing, one of them an incredible entrepreneur, another one like this amazing uh, lady that does work for women, women's work, and she'd written her own book, and it's called Pain is Potential, and just really transformative coach. So these two people came, and we had this amazing conversation, and I was just hooked. Like I learned so much in this night. And so I continued doing this every fortnight. People would come over and we'd have these amazing conversations and 25 people eventually became like a a pool in a group of more and more and more. Um, And now there's people that are doing this all around their country, like all around the country. People are starting to open up their homes to facilitate what is called mandala moments. So a mandala moment is basically an epiphany. It's like, you know, when you have a moment and like you kind of spiral in on yourself, your consciousness goes, what the shit? And we called that a mandala moment. So the event was called Mandala Moments. And the podcast came about because everybody that was attending this particular mandala moments in my house was just saying that, hey, like these conversations are great, but I want to have them with my mum. I want to have them with my dad or I want to have them with my colleagues. And I can't bring them here because Friday night, like we go super deep, you know, and it's like, and it may be a bit too deep, but sometimes there's these things in these conversations. I just want to share a snippet with them. You know, you should do a podcast. And I was like, nah, man, (laughs) like, I don't know. I don't know what podcasting is and sounds like, you know, and they're like, you record the conversation. And I'm like, you know, nah, man. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, the only reason we go deep is because the conversation's not recorded because it's a safe container. It's a sacred, like sacred, like space Mm. is the reason people feel so open to vulnerable, pardon me, to vulnerably share what's coming up for them. And that gives them permission to go as deep as they need to go. And if we stick a podcasting mic in the middle of this, that's going to like completely like take from what's been created. And I don't want to do that. And they're like, and then they they kept they kept pestering me, you know. It was like, come on, man! Like these these conversations are more than just this space, you know. They've got to go further. And then a couple of them came back to me, you know, and they said, "Look, what about if in some of the mandala moments that we have, there was two or three people that had like a really deep conversation, or like were the key people having the conversation in the conversation, and you know, like you, you can just podcast them and you can rehab the conversation." I'm like not inspired by rehaving conversations, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of resistance there as you can feel as I'm describing it to you now. And so I carried on this trajectory for about two months, about six months into the podcast, uh, into Mandala Moments. So about eight months into Mandala Moments, um, a mentor appeared, which said, basically, I want to coach someone into uh, building their own podcast. Exactly what basically I did with you, right? And, um, and they said, I really want to, I really want to mentor someone into their own podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is like an amazing opportunity. Like this person has their own show and it's completely thriving. They're like an expert in the space. 
So on one hand, I've got this person rocking up going, hey, like, Amrit, are you ready? And I've got all my friends pushing me like, Amrit, you're ready. And I realized I was the one, the sandwich in the middle, like, that was like, no, 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 no. And I realized I was just the resistance piece. And I was like, you know what? I don't believe what my friends are saying. I don't believe the mentor. But I can identify that the energies are so ready to just sort of align and collide. I give myself permission to surrender and let go and see what happens. What's the worst that will happen? I know how to set up a podcast. Yes, I paid, you know, <laughs> heaps of money to be mentored into this space. But, you know, I surrender. Like, I'll just follow the signs. And they, as they say, the rest is kind of history. So I basically um, cinched in, created the podcast. And um, through being mentored, you know, like we went through this process of like figuring out who, it, like what was, uh, who it is that I wanted to serve with the podcast. And my reality was that I wanted to basically serve myself. I wanted to help anybody that was in the corporate nine to five that didn't believe in what they, that that was where they were meant to be and knew there was more to life and they were looking for meaning to then be able to inspire to evolve out of that into something else. And um, they were like, and so I, in my eyes, that's actually like the work of an artist, right, is to create something and to find themselves in their art. And that's kind of the way that, you know, I, I approach it and share it on with other people's as well. But, you know, there's other ways to create a podcast. You don't have to do it that way. You know, you don't have to create a vehicle that, you know, is your inspired evolution that then, you know, interviewing and learning from people inspires you to evolve and then you share that on and that becomes your vehicle for personal development. It doesn't have to be that way. You can like be a coffee fanatic and just start talking about coffee, you know, but yeah. I just found this vehicle that, yeah, like really changed my life. So from there became the Inspired Evolution podcast and now it sees me basically, yeah, podcasting, um, inspirational people from all over the world and having the opportunity to share some of my story with inspirational people such as yourself and then obviously traveling and how we met in Croatia. I was traveling to speak and, yeah. you know, share mindfulness and personal development um, with amazing individuals all over the world and I do uh, plenty of coaching in and around that as well. So, yeah, it's completely uh, inspired me to evolve and here I am. Wow, such an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. And I, I want to definitely go into podcasting as well and Inspired Evolution. But before we do that, I want to go back to architecture a little bit because this story really resonates with me. I was an architect. I used to work as an architect. And I was also in this transitioning phase. And when I listened to your introductory pilot of your Inspired Evolution podcast, for example... <laughs> You know, I resonated with that story and you were, you were talking about space as within, so without. So there was this uh, realization and concept and process. Would you tell us a little bit more about that space? Uh, brother, you were cut from the same cloth. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. look, it's, uh, it's this, yeah. And thank you so much for, um, yeah, for tuning into, you know, the introductory pilot. It's something that I listen sure. to every now and then just to... Uh, tune back in and check in with myself you know i find it really grounding you know now it's like yeah. literally in just 18 months i'm traveling around the world to speak and it's like yeah. my dream was to travel and speak travel and speak and i'm doing it already touch wood you know i'm so yeah. humbled by the journey but it's always really handy to just listen to that introductory pilot seven minutes of me going hey this is where i'm at this is who i am and this is what i see and this is what i want to create and it's like, wow. dude, that was me. Like, that's you. Like, that's you. You know, it's like super grounding. And as you said, Progress. you know, like, yeah, you know, and it's like uh, the reality being that that's always been my story. And it's took a it took a long time for me to realize that. Um, and it came to me basically in a deep, profound meditative state. Um, and meditation is, you know, <laughs> man, 
Yeah. Like uh, I, I sometimes joke that, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> I like, I try and prescribe meditation to everything. Sometimes it's a bit over the top, but meditation is, yeah, we can definitely have a chat around that, but meditation completely changed my life. I struggled with depression for six years, but um, basically what we're talking to is then, you know, like I became, I was this avid meditator. Like I'd been meditating for so long and meditation mindfulness was such a big part of my life. And so was like your career. Like I'm a, I'm a structural engineer working in corporate construction and uh, working on a PhD on vertical gardens on high rise buildings and, you know, like doing all this, but the two, I felt there was no reconciliation between the two. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, my PhD kind of felt like a little bit of reconciliation because, well, actually my PhD was my reconciliation in a big way, but until the inspired evolution became the true reconciliation between the two. Um, but what was going on was like, as an engineer, you're basically just ripping out resources from the environment, like from quarries and stacking them up into the city. Right. And you're just creating this man-made, like gray, dense environment. Right. And as a meditator, it's all about, you know, just being present, being of like being of observation. But when you go into these states of being of observation, you start tuning back into your innate nature. Um, you get more connected to just nature in general, like not just your nature as byproduct of that is that we are nature looking in on ourselves, you know? And so you get connected to plants, you get connected to your breath, you get connected to movement, stillness, um, water, your food, your nourishment. You start asking questions about eating meat and being a vegetarian. It's just natural things that happen, right? You're just asking the questions. And so like I was going into this and I was like, really, what is the purpose of me ripping out all these resources from the earth and stacking them into the city? You know, like it seems really mundane <laughs> when you put it that way. And um, but there was no denying the fact that when I connected with spaces and even as a child, like traveling to India, I'd be seeing places like the Taj Mahal. Um, I've, like I said, we've been to so many countries, um, you know, Familia Sagrada is an amazing example. There's all these incredible, incredible, incredible architecture around the world that speaks to me. You know, I've taken so many amazing photos of these amazing places. And I just couldn't deny my fascination, like curiosity, like for those that are listening in, curiosity, mm. tune yeah. into your curiosity. That is your soul speaking. Oh, you cannot yeah. fake what you're curious about, right? And so my curiosity was amazing architecture, but my curiosity was also like, you know, meditation and mindfulness. And because I was good at numbers and physics, I became a structural engineer in, instead of becoming an architect because I loved the language of physics and, and math. So I was like, you know, I'll become a structural engineer. I'll justify, you know, the architect's vision, you know. And um, and then, yeah, so that kind of holding those two things together, I always felt kind of at odds within myself until I was sitting in this meditation and the, the two things just went woof and um, I was like, whoa, okay, wow. The whole journey is about space. Wow. My journey is about inner space and that's where the meditation is. And it's about outer space and that's where the architecture is. And so my, my fascination was like ontology. And for those that are listening in for the, like, you know, to the word ontology for the first time and don't know what ontology is about, ontology basically, they use it a lot in computer design, right? So Apple has great ontology, like the user interface they create is really intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. But then 
as we so ontology basically means we create the tools and the tools create us so you know like you see the evolution uh uh t-shirts these days it's like caveman becomes like upright and he's like really standing really uh, tall and then he becomes like hunched over and he's back on the computer that's basically (laughs) speaking to ontology you know it's like we created the tools like we created like we started to figure out fire we started creating like using our thumbs to create things that were sharp and then we went hunting and we started becoming more and more upright then we started planting but then now our tools and our computers are creating us and we learn from the computer the computer learns how to use us and that ontology but my ontology fascination was space right ontological fascination was if we build five temples we have like exponential amount of worship right if we build five pubs we have exponential amount of larrikinism yeah so we create our spaces admittedly but then our spaces also create us yeah right so this was this deep fascination and it was like as wow. the world outside what it holds for me is also what's happening inside and then as you go on the personal development journey you start realizing you know wow this is valid to the nth degree you know like once you get through being a victim and you start going through your awakening you know and then you start getting to a point where you start like god like I'll, I'll, the way i describe it is if any of your listeners have ever set a goal like just energetically put your hand up yeah and now if you've still got your hand up at the end of the next question which is have you ever achieved your goal and then they're like your hand's still up Okay, that's it. You're screwed (laughs) because now you know that you can write your own story and you can recode yourself. So now you know that your inner world is creating your outer world, right? And so you're on this dance and you realize as within, so without. So this has always been my my fascination and my story I realized in that deep meditative moment was my story is about space, you know, inner space, outer space. And so for a while I still continued on the journey of bringing mindfulness uh, and I still kind of do this work, which is um, bringing mindfulness to um, construction sites and basically guiding mindfulness meditation work um, for construction companies. But that's obviously bled into finance companies. It's, it's gone to corporate as well now um, as I've grown and expanded that. Um, but then the inspired evolution actually sits right in the nexus of the two, at the inner space, at the outer space, interviewing these incredible individuals that basically are do like at the forefront, in my humble opinion, of like personal development models that can help me grow um, and then sharing that with the world, inspiring them to hopefully being able to inspire them to grow as well. So that's really where you'll find the inspired evolution is at the nexus of our deep inner space and the outer space. You'll find generally your mindset, your heart set, your gut set, your body set, something to do with your, you know, your emotions, your intellect, your physical um, or your spiritual, or your finances, and all that brings us to constitute who we are in the minimum in the in these five dimensions. And the inspired evolution sits across there, trying to inform the presence of that. Wow, so amazing! And uh, it just reminded me, for example, environment has such a such a big impact of on our lives, right? And also, uh, as an architect, in the past, I was thinking about this, and I was fascinated by space as well, right? So inner space in 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 a building or outside in in the cities and so when i talk to people and i turned into a coach and i started started this mindset horizon and everything but some of the people asked me if i was thinking about uh, combining architecture 
like my previous experiences with coaching or personal development, I was just wondering if you ever thought about combining the two in some form. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, I just want to flag something uh, and maybe I'll flag it after. So in direct response to your question, uh, I think the response to that is feng shui. Yeah, I think like the the most the most lowest hanging fruit, if you will, for people in our position um, that are enthusiastic about architecture and you know technically that's exterior design, but then you can talk about interior design as well, right? Um, but feng shui is not just limited to interior design; it's also exterior design, right? So you start looking at what feng shui is all about, and for those that are interested, that are tuning into this conversation are a little bit curious about feng shui marie diamond is an amazing mind valley author she does a lot of work on feng shui um and yeah that's that's where you can tune into like how your space and the flow of energy is related to what's happening inside so that's that's the easiest place to go to um the the thing that i just wanted to flag was you know like we talk about environments and what happens to people in them for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing that, you know, being, you know, on the journey that I am and, you know, Amrit having this lens on the universe, um, touch with one of the conversations that I had really early on with my friends was, you know, each person is actually an environment unto themselves. Mm-hmm. And this basically manifested like because i realized even in high school when i was going to these parties depending on who would arrive would make a massive difference on how the night would go right yeah and obviously how you set up the space has a difference like what you're inviting people for if it's a barbecue or if it's you know like a birthday whatever you know however you're doing it um but then depending on who rocked up in the environment each person brought their stories brought their energy brought their life experience brought their passions brought their interests into the space and that would influence the space the environment would literally change with the human being that walked into the environment because each in individual is an environment unto themselves so that was this deep realization that i had really early on so i just wanted Mm. to share that as well wow really powerful and um so you're also part of mind valley and became part of the mind valley community how did this unfold for you and you're also as far as i know a mind valley certified trainer right yep guilty as charged (laughs) so um yeah absolutely so mind valley uh so remember i was telling you about mandala moments um at the time the first so obviously it was inspired by a tony robbins video that i was watching and then the first mandala moments that i wanted to host i was like okay what's going to be the content of the ted talk that i want to facilitate like that i want to share you know Mm -hmm. and it could have been anything it could have been anything but i went internet hunting like never before you know for personal development content and out of nowhere came this uh came this video of vishen lakiani and he's talking about um some of the content that I share now, actually, um, as part of the Mind Valley Certified Trainer. But yeah, he's talking about basically the levels of consciousness. And I was like, this is fascinating. Even if I don't necessarily agree, or if I do agree, I want to see what other people agree or don't necessarily agree with. This is a great conversation, you know? And I looked at Vision and it was basically like, when I was listening to him, I was like, this is like a spiritual Tony Robbins and he's Indian. I love this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I'm signed, sealed, delivered. And so basically the first ever Mandala moments was actually hosted um, 
yeah, like it was technically a Mind Valley meetup when you look at it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we watched uh, we watched that video and uh, we unpacked that. So that was my first exposure to Mind Valley all those years ago. And becoming Mind Valley certified trainer, that uh, opportunity basically appeared out of the first ever Mind Valley University. Um, experience, which was Barcelona, mm-hmm. they offered to those people that were part of the tribe at that point, um, because they were the early adopters of Mind Valley. Um, Mind Valley saw that you know you guys believe in us no matter what we do. <laughs> we said come to a country and we'll do a university. We might bring some awesome speakers, and you guys are like, uh, yeah, we're coming. Um, that takes a lot of faith and trust and belief in what's being created. So these are your early adopters. Um, and they're like, you know, we've got this other plan, which is, you know, we'd love to sort of see if we can, you know, like really connect in local communities. You know, there's a lot going on in the cloud and online. We can reach so many people, but our mission, our ambition is to reach a billion lives, you know, and we can't just do that sitting in the cloud. Like we need foot soldiers. We need to go do this work. And, you know, vision's only one person. We need to kind of replicate mini visions to you know like go into the local community and deliver the work that mind valley is doing and inspire to do and uphold these values of unity transformation and envisioning Mm -hmm. and um at that point i was uh yeah i was literally i was on the path of the inspired evolution and with mandala moments and you know with mandala moments i touchwood had somewhat of a track record basically building local communities and with the inspired evolution i you know, had uh, a track record of, you know, engaging an audience. And so from there, I was a good fit for them to sort of be like, you know, this is someone that can actually help us in Australia, mm. um, you know, yeah. with the work that we want to do with Mind Valley. And so it was a it was a beautiful fit. And obviously the values are completely in alignment. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, that was pretty much how that transpired. And so for the last uh, almost two years now, wow, the journey's gone fast. It's, uh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just been, uh, yeah, running around and, uh, you know, delivering Mind Valley seminars all over Australia, but then also, you know, speaking to the content all over the world. And um, yeah, it's just been a really, really humbling journey, you know, just to have, you know, just the, just, you know, what Mind Valley stands for. And, you know, like someone like Vision that's committed like, you know, 15 years to the path when honestly I've wow. been on the Inspired Evolution, you know, for two, you know, um, just <laughs> yeah. the amount of depth that that affords you um, and just the kind of conversations I get to have. Um, I'm just extremely grateful for Mind Valley and, and, you know, what they do. And it's it's really humbling to be yeah. um, in this part of the process. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, also talking about Inspired Evolution, now let's go a little bit deeper into that. Uh, and first of all, um, you were already talking about the why and the reasons uh, for Inspired Evolution, but what is the aim of the show? What are the core values? So what is the, the why for you? And how was this experience journey uh, the last two, two years of Inspired Evolution? And where is it going? Where is it heading? Uh, amazing so many questions in one i love it <laughs> so i think let's let's go um to the core of it right so yeah. the 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 values are fundamentally like health purpose and wisdom right um and so the the why the real real why so if you really want to tune into the why of the inspired evolution um it's it's gonna end up you know bumping around my true why um similar to you know the values of mind valley uh, their vision's values right like you know that's kind of how you end up having to create if you really want to create something um true uh and honest and transparent and you know um 
soul satisfying i guess is really the only way to put it um so yeah so the inspired evolution is is for me it's all about your health right looking from the outside in um it looks like it's about living life on purpose yeah inspired to evolve to live a life of meaning right um absolutely you know that's that's you can look at that as you know the top layer of the lasagna but at the core at the very bottom of that what's really going on is um is your basically my deepest message my deepest message from my heart for everybody um mm. thank you so much for holding space for tuning in for this mm. is that your health and your purpose are the same thing mm-hmm. right you like you I can't have this conversation with you that, yes, you have your green smoothie. Yes, you go to yoga. Yes, you go to the gym. Yes, you, you know, like go hiking every other weekend. Um, You've got all these practices in place. Yes, you meditate, but you hate your job where you spend at least eight hours a day. Mm. Yeah, you can't build your health around something you despise showing up for. There are people that I know that are martial arts teachers that love what they do. They're 85 and they still smoke cigarettes, right? But they're healthy because every moment of their life, they've loved what they've done with full presence. They've been martial artists, Mm -hmm. right? And so seeing this, I've just been on the journey of health for a really long time. I went from a gym junkie to, you know, literally like, carrying around 15 kilograms of extra mass than I needed to. Like, you know, I started off like I was a really fat kid in high school and then I became slender and then I packed on a whole bunch of muscle and I looked fit, like the fitness magazines taught me to look and I realized fit just meant fit a mold and a model and an image, not actually health. And that was a long journey because when I was fit, I wasn't actually healthy. I didn't have vitality. Vitality is a really strong word, by the way. And so, yeah, from there I started realizing that, okay, look, maybe I need to switch something. I got really desperate. I became a vegetarian from vegetarian, I tried becoming a vegan, becoming a vegan, I became pescatarian. So there's like all this journey, like consistently pack, unpacking health, 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 trying to become healthier. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, your passion, like you are here, you are the universe looking in on yourself, denying that fact in any way, right? Mm-hmm. And the way we mostly deny that is by showing up and doing something that we're not inspired by. Your curiosity, what we referred to before, if you're not yeah. curious about what you're doing, you're faking it. And if you're faking it, you're superfluous to the grand design because the grand design put you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. But facilitate that reason, connect to it. And that reason is your curiosity, yeah. right? You're curious about something. But if you deny that, then, you know, that's where dis-ease sets in because the ease and the flow is in your purpose, right? But when you're not in ease and you're not in flow, you're not healthy and that's where the dis-ease is, right? So you're uneasy, dis-ease, unhealthy, and that's where your health and your purpose are the same thing. Wow. And uh, talking about health, you mean also um, mental health and, and all kind of health, right? So... No, so I mean health mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, and spiritually as a fundamental, but then also financially because I know that that, that fifth element is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and going deeper into Inspired Evolution, like you have interviewed almost 100 amazing people also from Mind Valley teachers, Stephen Cutler, leading expert in peak performance, just to name a few. 
And so what are the biggest, what is the biggest takeaway you get out of these interviews? <laughs> I love that question. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, look, there's, oh man, like it's, there's so many deep, profound insights um, from having interviewed like Dr. Dean here, Stephen Kotler, Jamie Will, yep, Dr. Wow. Srikumar Rao, Marissa Peer, like all these amazing people, yeah. like, you know, and this is the humbling thing about podcasting is legitimately these people that inspire I almost wanted to say inspire your pants off, <laughs> but that's probably not the right metaphor. But um, but literally, like, you know, just inspire the living daylights out of you is probably a better way of putting it. Mm. Um, you know, they're happy to give you an hour of your time. The only catch is you have to share your conversation on. And sharing your conversation on helps you build a tribe that is passionate about what you're passionate about and you've got like-minded friends and family now. Like it's insane what podcasting is. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, so the biggest takeaway and I guess, you know, um, as you can see, Vision uh, wrote The Code of the Extraordinary Mind having um, on the back of basically interviewing people with for consciousness engineering, um, which was basically effectively his podcast but it was in a vault. So basically, you know, you had to subscribe to listen to consciousness engineering. Mm-hmm. Um I often reflect on like what is the biggest takeaway and there are many um, for me personally on the journey. Um, mm-hmm. Trust is a big is a big lesson. But I think what you're looking for in, in the question is, you know, what is the lesson for the audience? And I think the biggest one is that our biggest challenges form our biggest gifts, mm. right? Yeah. And that's probably where the trust sits in like trusting that when you're going through your challenges, your, your gifts are appearing and that's where the big trust comes in. But the biggest challenge, your biggest challenge forms your biggest gift. My biggest challenge, right? One of them was that I struggled with depression for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having struggled with depression, what helped me, what healed me was meditation. It completely reconstituted my life, brought mm-hmm. me back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that tool now is what I'm traveling all over the world sharing with everybody, right? And I won't shut up about it. And like I said, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a tool and I'm the mindfulness hammer. Like that's 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 what's happened because it, com- it completely changed my life. But that's what got me through my challenge. So even your challenges are completely in service to you and where you are, right? Mm-hmm. They're informing your journey. And it's just a matter of getting through those challenges. Whatever tool precipitates to have like eventually, eventually, popping uh, like helping you pop out on the other side renewed rebirthed reborn um whole again um that tool will become your biggest gift so Mm. you know there's so many examples of this um but legitimately like every single guest uh, look i want to say maybe 80 percent, and i'm being completely conservative when i say that right Mm -hmm. 80 percent of them have had some sort of trial and tribulation right that has then given them like inform them of like tools habits hacks philosophies that has then enabled them to go and conquer the world wow challenges i think um the reason why i'm here today doing all these things was my challenges and i completely agree with that i moved abroad three years ago as an architect i was working in germany i was working in austria And so I faced a lot of challenges and also difficulties. And it's such a powerful statement that you said. So let's talk about a little bit um, the aspirations or goals that you have with Inspired Evolution. So, for example, you were 
uh, saying mindfulness, that you have mindfulness programs and uh, other stuff you're working on, other things as well, uh, besides podcasting, I mean. So what are the things that you are focusing on with Inspired Evolution besides podcasting? Great question, brother. So basically, fundamentally, what my Inspired Evolution looks like um, is traveling and speaking, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I give myself complete permission for that to take as long as it needs to. So if it takes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, um, one of my deepest philosophies is that, you know, you've what you're becoming, you should never, ever, ever, right, to the best of your ability, give up on what you're being for something that you might be becoming, mm. right? It's when the being and the becoming are the same thing, right? So right now in this conversation, I am I love conversation. I love open dialogue. I love deep philosophical, spiritual conversation. So right now who I'm being, right, is completely my bliss, right? And then on the back of that, who I'm becoming is also, you know, the guy that gets to have the conversations on spirituality, on philosophy, on personal development, on meditation and mindfulness all around the world. That's why I'm becoming just through doing this with you here now, right? So the being and the becoming are both intrinsically equally as exciting, right? So that's just like everything for me. And so in those moments, I have found my flow, right? That's where I find the most flow. So basically where I find flow for myself humbly is music is definitely a place, but generally obviously mindfulness, but outside of mindfulness mindfulness and music, it's conversation, mm. right? And I love conscious conversation. Conscious conversation is everything for me. So this podcast, doing it with you, and the podcast myself, doing it for the Inspired Evolution. And then I see the speaking as just like me having a conversation with an audience of 500 people or 1,000 people, right? So it's just taking that conversation, extending it a little bit further. Coaching is amazing because I'm having these conversations with people again, you know, and we're going super deep and completely changing my perspectives and their perspectives. Coaching with me is like a it's like a deep rabbit hole, you know, yeah. like, um, and so as long as we're having these conversations and we're evolving, um, I'm, I'm completely in flow. And so I use that right as an indicator of what it is that I'm put here on the planet to do. I don't believe flow just arrives out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Flow showed up for like, uh, the reason I experience flow is because the universe is providing that attention right? That timelessness, time is dilating. I, I, that unit, that energy comes from the universe for me to do what I need to do. Like I will rock up to a podcast sometimes completely exhausted and just not feeling up to yeah. it. I will leave the podcast completely exhilarated, like completely exhilarated yeah. because, and where does the energy come from afterwards? I feel my hands and I'm like, I'm buzzing. What is going on? And it's like, dude, you're doing what you were put here to do. The energy arises from the universe. If you want a metaphor for this, or an example of this, Beyonce, right? When she films her high, like she films music videos, sometimes she forgets to sleep. She forgets to eat mm-hmm. for three days straight wow. filming music videos. If you watch Beyonce dance, dude, she's a dancer and a performer. Like so much energy goes into that. Where does the energy come from? You're not eating, you're not sleeping, right? But she's doing what she was put here to do. There's no denying Beyonce is an entertainer. Right. So I believe, right. And this is my hypothesis, my philosophy, like our philosophy, wisdom doesn't belong to anybody, but it's legitimately, I believe that the universe provides the energy when you're doing what you're meant to be doing. 
health is purpose. When you're on purpose, you'll find yourself healthy, my friend. Yeah. You know? And so if I came up to Beyonce and I was like, here's a shovel. Can you dig me a hole for the next three days? Nonstop. No food, no water. No uh, no food, no sleep. Yes, I'll, I'll give you water. Beyonce's going to look at me and be like, Amrit, <laughs> I know this whole inspired evolution thing you're on. It's gotten out of hand. <laughs> you know? She- <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like she would, okay, she's Beyonce. She's game. You know, she's got a great work ethic. She'll try. But at the same point, she's going to stop at some point. She's not going to go three days nonstop right? So where did the energy come from? That's what I want to know, right? And the energy, in my opinion, came from you doing what it is you were put here to do, right? And so it's a long way to answer the fact that when I'm in these conversations and I'm having these conscious conversations, time dilates. Like even right now, your question is really straightforward, but I end up waffling, but you know, it just kind of like, it just, it's just what, what's emerging, you know, and I just surrender to that. And I keep going on the flow and I keep going on the flow with the conversation and the conversation always, always blows me away. Right. And so whether that's with you, whether that's in a coaching conversation, whether it's in a group training environment or whether it's speaking to a massive audience. Now, generally I have found that I find the most flow in the podcasts and the coaching and the speaking. Um, I do like corporate training, but again, like you're generally meeting the requirements of the people that have engaged you to bring your message to them. And there's always some sort of crafting that you have to do rather than surrendering to the moment and just completely, you know, expressing. So, but I understand that for what it is and, you know, it really helps put food on the table. So I'm totally with that at the moment, you know, Um, but my long-term vision is travel and speak, you know, and that, that is basically um, the, the, the eventuation of my inspired evolution. So if you keep following the inspired evolution, that's what knock on wood, you will see transpire over, well, technically it's already happened in 18 months, to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, I humbly give myself 10 years, you know, there's no rush to, Rome wasn't built in a day, but um, yeah, I'm already traveling the world speaking and doing what I love, wow. um, touch wood, but um, shows how much can happen, you know, if you follow follow your passions. But um, yeah, you know, that's that's my that's my inspired evolution completely for me. Um, and what that really looks like is just promoting, you know, the the values of, you know, at its core that your health and purpose are the same, you know, and trying to find just more of a conversation around purpose where people are living meaningful lives. I genuinely feel if everybody committed their time and energy to what they believe in, purely what they believe in, like, can you imagine everybody going to work inspired? Like, it's not even work at that point, you know, you're just doing what you love, you know? There's so many interesting conversations to be had around universal basic income, about, you know, like there's so many interesting conversations that are just waiting to be had when artificial intelligence takes over. Like by 2030, 65% of our jobs from 2017, this stat comes from, are going to be made redundant, right? So if they're going to be made redundant, what are you going to go do? Like all that paper pushing, all that mundane stuff that kept you employed, that's gone. All you can be now is creative. Wow. Right? All you can be is an entrepreneur. They're the same thing. Being creative and being an entrepreneur is the same thing, right? You're being creative about how you make money, right? So you're going to have to go be creative. So you've just got some people like me that are like on the Inspired Evolution. They're like, that's coming anyway. I'm just future-proofing myself, you know, for 2030, right? So I'm just getting creative now. I'm an engineer, you know, like I'm like hardcore science. I'm like working on a PhD. It's like, what are you doing being creative? But it's like, no, this is the future. So yeah, legitimately, you know, this is, this is what I see like is, is so fascinating. But if you can just imagine what that world looks like, 
for me, that is the inspired evolution. You know, and there's so many conversations to be had along that way in terms of what does the environment need from us? What does our mental health need from us? What do we need as a collective, you know, in terms of meeting our basic requirements, in terms of finances, in terms of community? So there's a lot of conversations and admittedly they're very broad. But if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't reach for something audacious, if you don't shoot for the stars, it's unlikely you're ever going to land on the moon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's that's the inspired evolution. Wow, so powerful. And this flow state is is really, really important. And I just, you know, started podcasting a couple of weeks ago. And I really experienced flow states during podcasting. And these conversations that you were talking about, like conscious conversations with people, this is something I think I was missing. And one of my core values is connection. And that's why I gave this core value uh, to the podcast as well. And so it's all about conversation with those like-minded people, I think. And it gave me, you know, a lot of energy. And I was wondering where this energy comes from. I was just pulled, you know, so pulled yeah. by this vision. And it is such a good feeling, you know, because I was I was looking for this. I'm really happy for this. So everything that you're saying is basically very resonating with me. And I'm just shivering while, you, while you're speaking. So thank you so much for sharing. Brother, I uh, I just want to thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Like, I can't tell you mm. how much that really means to me. Like, honestly, when something gives you so much, like you see me traveling, speaking about mindfulness, you know, and yeah, podcasting is something, you know, like I share with the Mind Valley tribe because there's so many incredible entrepreneurs there, such as yourself, that I know it can be of service to them. It's not something I widely like share with a lot of people, but, you know, for those tuning in that, you know, are interested hit me up. I'm always here to serve, you know, service is my biggest thing. And if I can serve you and your message and your mission in some way as Tibor, you know, that's like what I'm here to do, but genuinely like, yeah, what you've just shared, I can't tell you how much that means to me to basically share something that has given me so much and to have it received by someone and to have it give them so much. Um, man, I'm emotional. Like, yeah, you know, like that, that's everything, you know, for me, that is the space that, you know, is the sweet spot that is my service that is my dharma that is me on the inspired evolution and yeah man thank you so much thank uh thank you and so before i ask my last question (laughs) tell people where they can find you online oh everywhere (laughs) Everywhere. Legitimately, uh, so <laughs> I have made it my mission to be able to be found everywhere. Just turn on the internet. No, I'm not Facebook. I'm kidding. I'm not Google either. Not yet. Anyway, um, so <laughs> um, the easiest place is actually there's so many different places. So YouTube, the podcast is ex- exists there. So YouTube forward slash Inspired Evolution mm-hmm. or just look up Inspired Evolution. It's on SoundCloud. It's obviously on iTunes, all podcasts on iTunes, um, exactly where you're listening to this. So jump over there, hit subscribe, and you'll get fresh episodes every week. Um, it's also on Spotify, um, everywhere that the podcasts are available, it's available, right? Um, and then also, if you really want to dial into the Inspired Evolution, it's www.inspiredevolution.org.org. Um, and it's available there. And exactly what Tibor said, same story over here. So highest value is connection. So 
find me on Facebook, find the Inspired Evolution group and send us a personal message if anything ever comes up for you. Um, or Amrit Sandhu also has a Facebook page or my own personal page, either or. Um, find me online. Facebook is a great way to connect through Messenger. Um, I may take some time, but I will always get back to you um, as of August 2019. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, like I, I genuinely, genuinely love connecting with people. It's like everything that, like everything I do is about connecting ideas and people in conversation. So if you want to reach out and have a chat, don't be a stranger. I would love to hear from you. So literally everywhere. And <laughs> we were already talking about your vision. Uh, but my last question would be, where do you see yourself and inspired evolution in, let's say, 10 years time? <laughs> well, I think, um, I think, yeah, exactly what I shared before, you know, in 10 years from now, I'm hoping, um, the work of the inspired evolution is on its path to fulfillment in that it, like the conversation around purpose and fulfillment is just one that we're not having anymore. It's just, everybody is doing what they're put here to do, you know, and I know it's, it's somewhat airy fairy. It's somewhat audacious. I know it's big and massive um but it's I, I i genuinely feel like the even if we're not having the conversation like i said you know the the machines are having it for us they're making us redundant in the roles that we're not meant to be doing you know so we're going to be doing what we love so we might as well start now but i genuinely feel like there is you know i'm not oblivious to the fact that there's a lot of challenges in the world at the moment as well you know there's you know there's a lot that's wrong but there's a lot that's right as well you know and so you'll see the inspired evolution focusing on what's right and trying to double down their efforts on what's going on there right um and because a lot of what's right is healing what's wrong you know so that's where the attention is for the inspired evolution and so that's what it looks like beyond myself for myself it looks like being the champion behind these ideas um you know and just standing behind that to the best of my ability um and just sharing that message traveling around because travel gives me everything um and speaking and that's where i experience the most flow so you know that is that is literally the inspired evolution and what i hope to see in 10 years time and you could argue it's already happening but yeah 10 years time let's 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 play it bigger <laughs> Beautiful, man. Thank you very much for sharing. And thank you very much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. It's an absolute honor, brother. Thank you so much. Love your show. Love what you've created. And uh, yeah, really humbled to be part of the process. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends. Mindset.